conversations that speak to every color of who you are. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale. Can you believe it? Here we are. This is our December Christmas podcast. How is it December? How is it the end of the year? How is it just days before Christmas? These are questions I woke up with stirring in my head, and I'm wondering if you did the same. But here we are at this, as they call it, wonderful time of the year. And it is wonderful. There's the hopes that it's wonderful and moments where it's wonderful, typically moments maybe where it's not maybe labeled wonderful, maybe chaotic, but nevertheless, it's a special time of year. I know that so many right now are dealing with a lot of different scenarios at this time of the year, things that are less than what maybe they thought they would be. But we know that in the middle of it, the Spirit of God is with us. And I want to speak to that on our Christmas podcast this year. If you've been listening to this podcast for some time, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Our season this year has been centered around the idea of discovering all of the colors of who you are and how that happens, what that looks like, and the importance of watching because life can typically maybe only pull on certain facets of us, but we are such a wide variety, a multifaceted creative being made in the image of a creative God. And he wants to peel back the layers and bring out all of the facets or all of the colors of who we are. So as we celebrate this Christmas season, I want to tie this up by sharing the Christmas story in light of a woman who walked out this very process in the most unique way. Before I do, let me just say that coming off the road and getting ready for Christmas here in Nashville, Tennessee is crazy and fun. I am surrounded by a community of musicians and artists and singers. And so I think I have hit my record of Christmas concert attending this year. It has been wonderful, and the talent in Music City USA is just above and beyond, and so it is a delight. But I have to say, I think my bar for hearing Christmas music has gone to a new level, and I never knew there were so many different ways that you could sing and play and record Christmas songs. So it's brought me to realize some of my favorites. I love the classics. I love Joy to the World and Away in a Manger and Silent Night. I love the new classics as well, and we all know what those are, and they play them over and over and over. But my head kind of got stuck on this one Christmas classic It's so wordy, but there's something very satisfying about it. And I 
couldn't quite put my finger on it until I was just getting ready to share this podcast with you. And I think I figured out why. It's the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. Why is this so satisfying to me? And I realized it's because it's so organized. I am trying desperately to organize gifts for my huge Italian family and extended family, arrange Christmas plans, arrange Christmas gifts mailed out, arrange Christmas meals, the list goes on and on. And it's just a whole process of trying to bring order to chaos. And right there in this Christmas song is all this organization and arranging and everything's properly in order. And this whole song is about somebody who has just thought out this perfect gift for the person they love. It goes on and on. Four calling birds, five gold rings, six geese laying, seven swans a swimming, eight mates a milking. I will spare you the rest. So I heard this for about my 400th time this year, and I realized what I love about this is it's just so perfectly arranged and perfectly in order. And while I am desperately trying to arrange Christmas this year, this song is like all the loose ends are tied up, you know, like the perfect Christmas Hallmark movie. Now, why is this so satisfying to me this year? Well, currently, my huge family, we are in flux and on hold for Christmas plans. We currently have three contingency plans for celebrating Christmas that span three different states. We have had last minute situations come up in our family. And so we're all literally on hold. It has been the craziest thing. And you know how you plot and you plan for what Christmas is going to be like and what you want to do to make it special. And here, all of the arranging is just pretty much thrown out the window right now. I don't know if maybe some of you are experiencing that or Maybe your plans are just right on target. If that's true for you, my hat is off to you. But I was hoping for more of a 12 days of Christmas scenario. So I started looking at the lyrics of this song. And do you know that there are about 30 different versions of the song 12 Days of Christmas that a lot of different countries historically have their own version of the perfectly arranged Christmas in the 12 Days of Christmas song. In the Swedish version, perfectly arranged Christmas looks like giving gifts of one hen, two barley seeds, three gray geese, four pounds of pork, six flayed sheep, a cow with six pigs, eight gray foals with golden saddles, nine newly born cows, and 10 pairs of oxen. (laughs) This made me laugh so hard. It gets better. In France, the 12 days of Christmas song, so perfectly arranged, goes more like this. The 12 days of the year, what will you give me, my love? One lone partridge, two turtle doves, three wooden branches, four ducks flying in the air, five rabbits running along in the ground, six running dogs, seven windmills, eight biting cows, nine horned oxen, and 10 white pigeons. (laughs) 
who knew that the 12 days of Christmas was like an agricultural wonderland? This does not sound like a perfectly arranged Christmas, but at some point in these nations all around the world, clearly plans were being made. So if your plans got rearranged for Christmas like mine have, things are looking less than ideal. I want to invite you to share the Christmas story with me in maybe a new way. You see, the word arrange means to put things in order, to organize for future events, to ensure that something is provided for in advance, to adapt for something that is about to take place. It also means to settle a dispute or a claim. So I want to read a portion of the Christmas story beginning in Luke chapter 1 in verse 26 and see if we can't discover a woman whose life is being completely upended from what she thought she had arranged. But her response allows for all of the colors of who she is to come forth. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and her name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored of the Lord, the Lord is with you, and blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, She was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. I want to pause here because just a few weeks ago, I had the joy of listening to my brother, whose name happens to be Gabriel, who is associate pastor of a church just outside of New York City, was preaching a Christmas message, and he brought out something about the story of Mary that I had never noticed until this week. You see, we always focus on that Mary was chosen and that she was favored and that she was destined and born to carry the Son of God. And what an honor and what an incredible woman that she must have been and raising him and watching just his life play out. But my brother Gabriel pointed out, that Mary was a young woman who was full of plans and dreams of her own. She had arranged in her mind and in her heart what her life was going to look like, and it was coming into play. She was engaged to a man that was a good man. She was making plans to begin a brand new life with him, and completely out of nowhere, heaven comes And an angel appears to her and makes an announcement and completely upends her plans, upends reality as she knows it. You talk about a sharp left turn out of nowhere. Not only was the outside of her life being upended and completely rearranged, but what about the inside of Mary? the inside of this girl's emotions and thought process and what she was preparing for inside was completely thrown out the window 
at the sound of the greeting of this angelic visitation. Verse 30 says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I have not known a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you, Therefore also this holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Talk about a moment to take it in. I just wonder how quickly she responded. I wonder how fast these next words came out of her mouth. I wonder where she pulled them from. I wonder how much of her head and her emotions she had to just push pause on and throw out the window so that her heart could respond to the word of the Lord. However long it took, she did. And this was her response. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. It is incredible to me, the story of this woman whose plans and all that she had arranged and was arranging and was being arranged for her were thrown out the window Talk about having to pivot in your emotions, in the core of who you are. I mean, these are her dreams, her course of life, what she knows life is about to look like. And the truth is, I think that we all can relate to her in this moment on some level. Maybe not on that level, but maybe you're staring at the end of a year going, it doesn't look anything like I had arranged for or like I'd planned for. Maybe you're contemplating next year and what the new year is going to hold and you feel completely unorganized. Maybe on the outside, things are calm, but on the inside, you feel like pieces of you are scattered here and there. Maybe you're trying so hard to get a grip on what the future holds. And we all, in one way or another, struggle with that need for control. So what I want to say to you in this Christmas season is this is a prime opportunity and the perfect time of year to draw near to God and let Him arrange you on the inside. Maybe you think you know what it's going to look like, but he knows the end from the beginning. He said, I hold your times and seasons in the palm of my hand. 
Draw near to him. Come close to him. Let heaven come into moments of silence and let him arrange you. Let him put things in order on the inside of you. Let him organize you for future events. Let him ensure that things are provided for inside of you, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You know, when we draw near to God, when we spend time in his presence, he changes us. And he makes the changes in us that are hard to make otherwise, but in his presence and in intimacy and quiet with him, it is so much easier to change to what life has brought your way. And more importantly, to the plan and the purposes that he has for you. I think that's what I see and I value in the Christmas story in Mary's part more than I ever have before. And that's thanks to the message of my brother Gabriel in an ironic turn of events, that Mary had to allow herself to be rearranged so quickly. But she did. I don't know that that was a one-time event. Maybe she had to choose that over and over and over. The way that she ran quickly to her cousin Elizabeth's house makes me think that she needed a stabilizing force with her going, help me hold my feet to this place. Is this really happening? And, and rehearse the word of the Lord. And I value her experience so much because of her response. In the middle of what she was navigating, here I am, the servant of the Lord. The word she chose actually speaks of a bond servant, someone who says, my life is not my own. I am yours. Behold the servant of the Lord. She gave way for the God that she trusted to rearrange her, to adapt her for something that was about to take place. And maybe before you can even get there, maybe there's some loose ends that God needs to arrange in you. You know, the last portion of the word arrange means to settle a dispute or a claim. Boy, does this ever speak to life. How quickly we lay claim to what we want, how things are going to be, and on the timeline that they're going to be. And, And when they don't go that way, we get so upended. And we have disputes going on on the inside of us. Maybe nobody even knows. But I encourage you to come before the Lord. Bring those unsettled things, those disputes on the inside of you to Him. Let Him arrange the inside of you. Let Him settle the disputes. Let Him help you release the claims that you once held, just like Mary had to do. Mary had some claims that nobody would falter for, but at the word of the Lord, she chose to let them go and let the seed of the word of God be birthed in her, take shape in her, and bring it forth. My prayer for you this Christmas season, my friend, is that God would arrange you on the inside so that you can walk in the glorious, perfect will of God on the outside. I pray that the presence of God would overshadow you 
that the spirit of truth would rest upon you and speak to you, that he would bring peace and settle every dispute and every claim within you, that you would begin in your own way to pick up the words of Mary and say, Behold your servant. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord, and watch what God will do. You know, walking out the will of God is not meant to be a wrestling match and a struggle. It's meant to be a beautiful display of his goodness, and that's because we are surrendered and yielded and obedient to him. And the beautiful thing is he gives us the grace to do it. So I speak that grace on you, the grace of God, the gift of God in this Christmas season. Let it fill you to overflowing and take you into new places in you so that he can walk you into new places in his plan for your life. Father, I thank you that you see and know each and every one of us. You know the things that we hold dear in our heart. God, you know the kind of year that we've all had, and you know what awaits. Once again, Lord, we say our eyes are on you. Lord, I invite you to come and rest upon each one that's listening. Arrange and rearrange in us. Arrange us on the inside, God. Prepare us for future events. Lord, help us to adapt for things that are about to take place and settle what is unsettled inside each and every one of us. Lord, we say that we are your servants. We want your plan and your purpose for our life more than we want anything else. And we receive your grace to change and to walk in it. Thank you, Father, for this Christmas season. Help us to see you in it in a way we've never seen you before. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me say blessings to you from my house to yours. Thank you again for listening, and Merry Christmas.